worldpodcast.com. This is the Social Media Strategy Podcast, where you learn from the world's leading social media strategists. Now, let's welcome your host, Pauline Stockhausen. Welcome to the Social Media Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Stockhausen. I am so excited today because I get to interview not only someone who I've admired for many years and who has recently become a little bit of a friend, I'd like to say, introducing you now to Cliff Ravenscraft. Hello. Pauline, how are you? And I would say that we're more than just a little bit of friends. We are awesome (laughs) friends. Connected via Snapchat and then had such an awesome time there in in, uh, New Zealand and had you as my private tour guide for a day or two. So lucky. Um, Hey, so Cliff, for for my audience who don't know who you are, do you want to tell me a little bit about your business journey and, you know, what sort of things that you do online? Sure, I'll make it as brief as it can possibly be and say that in December of 2005, I decided to get a $35 microphone, hook it up to my laptop, and record my own thoughts about the TV show Lost as a hobby in a podcast. And that little hobby turned this guy from in northern Kentucky from an unknown to somebody today who is known by about 1.5 million people around the world as the podcast answer man. How's that for brief? That's very brief. And well, you're more than just that, Cliff. I mean, you have single-handedly taught the most influential people on how to do podcasting with your A to Z course. I have. So basically, if anybody's interested, I'll back up a little bit and say that I I did podcasting as a hobby for a year and a half before I had any kind of real desire to do this as a career. And during the last 10 years, just to give you an idea of how passionate I am about podcasting and creating content online, I've produced over 30 podcast shows. Those are different actual topics, different shows, different show podcast names, all that stuff. Over 3,600 podcast episodes with my voice in them and all of them on average about an hour each. So that's how much I love creating content through podcasting. And I think it is the most effective way to get your voice out there to share your message with the world and my own heart in creating content it's not about making money although i do enjoy that aspect of it today Uh, but for me it's all about creating content that's entertaining that people love and it's about educating people uh, basically sharing what i have learned and experienced in life what i'm learning right now what obstacles i'm facing how i'm overcoming those obstacles everything that i'm learning i want to share with others so that they're educated by the things that i'm learning And I also want to encourage and inspire other people, Uh, encourage them that they're not alone, encourage them that they, if I can do it, you can do it, and to inspire and motivate them to take action, to take every area of their life to the next level. That's what podcasting is for me. And so what happened was I, I, I had so many people that were tuning into my podcast when I was doing this as a hobby. People said, Cliff, how can I get into podcasting? Can you teach me how to do this? And I was teaching people for free, and one day somebody says, you know, you should charge people to do this. You're really good at teaching. And I said, yeah, that'd be great if I could get paid to do this. I, and, and back then, my mindset was that nobody's ever going to pay you to do something you love. 
I don't know where I came up this, with this philosophy in life, but for whatever reason, I always had this opinion of work that you get paid to do the things that you hate. And the more that you hate something, the more you should get paid to do it. Mm. And, and I, I, I didn't realize how warped, I, back then I didn't realize how warped that idea of work was. But that was my reality. And so I eventually um, I took this guy up on his thing and I, and I had somebody ask me, hey, would you teach me on a podcast? And I said, sure, I'll teach you $50 an hour. And they said, well, how long is it going to take? I said, well, it'll probably take about, it'll probably take four two-hour sessions. And he's like, sign me up. And so I, I scheduled four two-hour sessions with them. And over the course of a, actually back then it was about a two-week process. Um, I would help walk them through all these all these steps, and then one person says, "You know, you should charge more." And I started charging more. I did a webinar, and I had a uh, hundred and fifty people sign up. And I'm like, "This is crazy." I, I wonder if I could do this full time. And I had all kinds of people tell me, "Cliff, you you could definitely do this full time." And so eventually, after hearing that enough times, after a year and a half of doing all of this stuff as a hobby. I made a decision to quit my career in insurance after 11 years, and it was actually my wife's decision that I do this. Uh, and she says, "You've got to. This is your calling. This is what you are meant to do. I mean, this is where you come alive, and this is where I think that, that God's leading us as a family." I, she said, "You should quit your job." And so I put in a 90-day notice in January of 2008. I decided, or I then was full-time self-employed doing this. All of a sudden, I became something known as a business owner. And the weird thing, Pauline, I never even thought of myself as a business owner until like nine or ten months into it. I just felt like I was, I just created this, I just do what I love. I I work for myself now. And And I never really, I had heard people talk about entrepreneurs. I'd heard people talking about business owners. But for some reason, there was something in my mind that was blocking me from seeing myself or identifying myself as a business owner. I, just, I don't have a business. I just, I work for myself. And uh, But today, I have a business. And as you said earlier, I've had the privilege of working with some pretty amazing people. If you were to look, to look at the top 100 podcasts in the business category of iTunes, over 50 of them are my clients or students that I've worked with one-on-one. Uh, people like Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner, Michael Hyatt from This Is Your Life, Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income, Amy Porterfield from the online business marketing made easy. I, there's just a ton of people that I've had the honor and privilege of working with and it's, it's just an incredible world, podcasting, and none of these people would have ever heard of me had I not gotten behind a microphone in my basement in my home in northern Kentucky. Yeah, well, that's definitely how I discovered you. I discovered you on your podcast and um, was so overwhelmed when I met you three years ago at um, Social Media Marketing World. You know, I was just like, oh, my God, it's Cliff. And one of the things that I really love about podcasting is the fact that when you put your earbuds in and you listen to someone at the other end, you know, you just feel so connected to that person. And there's just something real about, you know, listening and tuning in. And what I loved about your podcast, Cliff, was, um, you know, you just have this way of breaking things down and making things so easy for people to understand. 
Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting. You talk about, you know, the fact that people put earbuds in and, and after a while they feel like, you know, they're, it's, it's a connection if you feel like a friend. And that's one that's something I hear from every single person who listens to my show is that I feel like you're a close friend. And we're talking thousands of people around the world. All of them feel like Cliff Ravenscraft is a close personal friend. Mm. And the interesting thing about that. Now, what, here's what I love about podcasting, and we'll compare it to, let's just say, blogging or YouTube videos or any other kind of live streaming or any of the other things we do in social media, which, by the way, I love all of those things. And Pauline, you know this about me. I'm involved in all of that stuff. Snapchat, all of it. I'm in it. Uh, but podcasting has a special place in my heart uh, because of what it offers me and in this connection that you're referring to. Here's what I can tell you. Blog post, at most, and video as well, people on average are going to give you four to six minutes of their attention. That's it. And then they're off to something else. Their attention span is is not, I mean, there are some exceptions. I mean, you and I, Pauline, you probably have watched a couple of videos that are in excess of 15 minutes, right, in the past week? Maybe uh, two or three? Maybe one. Okay, so maybe one, yep. but I would assume that you and I have both seen, as far as videos on the internet, we've probably both seen within the past week, more than 20. Yes. Probably most of them about two to four minutes in length at most. Yes. So, so that's the attention spin we give it. Now, I, I don't know this about you, Pauline. I haven't, we haven't had a ton of one-on-one except through a couple occasional Snapchat messages back and forth, but it's been a while since we've connected uh, when I was in New Zealand. Now... I'm going to assume something based upon what I do know. You listen to podcasts and you probably listen to how many on a weekly basis would you say? Five, six, seven? I listen to four. Okay, regularly. so you listen. Yep. Four, okay, so four podcasts every week. You never miss an episode of what that content is, correct? That's correct. That is correct. Okay, on average, how long are those four different podcasts? They're between 45 minutes and an hour and a half. Okay, so there you go. Now, what I want to know is who in your face-to-face life, with the exception of your daughter, who in your face-to-face life do you have a conversation with consistently where those people are speaking to you word for word, nonstop, for 45 minutes to an hour and a half every single week? How many people other than your daughter? Oh, and not clients? Probably none. (laughs) So... Who are who would you imagine outside of your daughter? Mm-hmm. Who would you imagine are the most influential people in your life? The four most influential people in your life? Yeah, definitely the podcast people I listen to. That's I exactly give them so much of my time. That's exactly it. Yeah. Can you imagine that? For thousands of people around the world, I am one of the single most influential people in those people's lives. That is incredible. That is incredible. And what else is incredible is, Cliff, I consume your content and then I consume it on Snapchat as well. So it doesn't stop with the podcast. I move into Snapchat to watch everything you do as well. And and what does that do? It gives you even a further picture, a a more round, a a more balanced picture of who I am. It's not just the the podcast. You can see that it's like, wow, this this guy's the same and is crazy one-off little Snapchat stuff. I mean, this this guy isn't just 
pretending, you know, to to have his act together or or you know pretending that he doesn't have his act together, <laughs> whatever the case may be. But that that's what I love. It, it, it's this connection. People are listening to our voice. I mean, people who are listening to this podcast right now, they're probably washing their dishes maybe walking the dog, they might be sitting on an airplane, they're driving the car, whatever they're doing right now, they're listening to every single syllable of every word that I am speaking at this very moment in time. And they are going to listen. If they're still listening at this point, we're about, what, 11 minutes into this episode? If they're listening to our voice right now, if we go on for the next 45 minutes to an hour, I guarantee you they'll still be listening at the end of this if they're listening right now. With the exception of a couple people who are going to pause because they have to go do something. But those people, I can tell you right now, if they're listening to my voice right now and they haven't shut me off already, they're going to come back and finish this episode later. Yeah, that's brilliant. So that's definitely how podcasting is very powerful over some of the other mediums that are out there. Absolutely. Do you think, Cliff, that podcasting is changing at all? Like, do I you don't. see that it's moving into a different direction, or is it just as powerful as from when you started in the beginning? I can tell you the only thing that's changed about podcasting, in my opinion, is that it is so much easier to consume the content. Mm. That is that the only thing that's changing is the number of people who are listening, and in some circumstances, the number of people who are creating the content. Uh, I, I have found that the number of people who are starting a podcast, that has been a steady growth all the way from the very beginning. I haven't seen like this massive upswing in the number of people who are launching podcasts. But, but let me just tell you, it hit, that has been something that through whatever economy, downswings, all that other stuff, podcasting is one area that has been unaffected. My business, unaffected by any economy. I have had nothing but a, a solid, steady upward climb of the number of people who are launching podcasts. What has we've seen massive jumps in is the number of people consuming podcast content. I think we're, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, I think it might be we're at 29% of adults over the age of 14 around the world who are now consuming podcast content on a weekly basis. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, we're, we're talking one third that is incredible. That's amazing. So, but as far as, you know, the changing, you know, a lot of people talk about the the, the changing technology. What's the future of podcasting? I, I think the future of podcasting is exactly what podcasting has been since day one. It is the opportunity for anyone to get behind a microphone and without having to go to a radio station and get any kind of gatekeeper to give you a seal of approval on whatever message you want to put out to the audience out in the world, there, there's none of that. Anybody can get behind a microphone and put a podcast online and build an audience and have a powerful and positive impact in the lives of people all over the world. That has not changed since December 2005. Wow. The only thing that's changed is the potential reach of our audience is getting larger and larger and larger. And mostly because of the smartphone and the mobile data access that we all have available to us today. Wow, that's some powerful stuff. I mean, one of the things that I love about podcasting is that I can consume it when I'm doing other things. Like, um, I consume most of my podcasts when I'm at the gym. That's sort of like my, I'm exercising and I'm exercising my brain. That's sort of my mentality behind it. 
Yeah, exactly. And the cool thing is that that's what most people are doing while they're listening to podcast content. They are doing routine tasks that don't require a lot of mental capacity. Mm. Um, such you, so that they can actually be listening intently and hearing, not just hearing our words, but l- literally taking them in while they're doing the dishes, while they're driving the car, while they're at the gym. We have their full undivided attention when they're listening to us, which is unlike, again, some videos and some other things. You know, they're browsing Facebook, but they're waiting for that, you know, that other thing to upload or something like that you know their their trip over to the video land is something that they're doing as a respite you know just a second away from whatever thing they're trying to multitask that really has their full attention whereas when they're listening to us in a podcast generally uh, uh, almost always when people have clicked play on a podcast episode, they've clicked it because they're ready to tune in and actually listen and and soak in what it is we have to say. Do you so for anyone who's like thinking about doing a podcast, you know, they're a they're a business owner or they're entrepreneur or they're, you know, solepreneur and they're thinking, Oh, you know, I'll go do a podcast, what sort of advice would you give um, someone who's thinking that maybe podcasting is for them? Well, number one, I would make sure that you are first subscribed to a number of various different types of podcasts. Mm. Don't just jump right into it. Go out there and become a podcast consumer first. Understand what the space is and listen to a couple different types of shows, maybe even in a couple different genres. So you get a feel for the different methods that people use. What are the different formats that that are out there? Solo hosted, co-hosted, interview based, or the combination of all of these things. You've got some shows that go from beginning to end with a single topic. Some of them break their shows up into individual segments where every week they have the same segments, but the topics for those segments are changing every week. Um, There's so many different varieties of things that are out there. And one thing that I've noticed with some entrepreneurs who have discovered podcasting they subscribe to two or three of them and then all and by the way all three of them are all pretty much the same show just by different people Mm. which by the way that that's great those are very different show because the fact that you're a different person we'll talk about that in just a second ask me the question of you know why should i create a podcast if there's already three other shows that are just the same topic that i want to do on why would anybody want to listen to me that'd be a great question if you wanted to ask it if you don't we can go wherever you want to go next but anyway <laughs> so but but here's the thing what i've noticed is some of these people they'll subscribe to three or four different entrepreneurial question and answer interview based podcasts yeah and where they want to launch a podcast and guess what they want to launch They want to launch a podcast that is a carbon copy of the format of the three shows they already subscribe to when in reality, boy, if if they would just open up their mind of what's possible with podcasting, they they would be perfect for a solo hosted show. I mean, they could carry a monologue from beginning to end and especially the ones that come to me and say, Cliff, what I ask them, what was what's your main purpose? Why do you want to create this podcast? And it's always funny to me, the number of people who have come to me as entrepreneurs saying, I want to launch a podcast. And I say, well, why do you want to do it? Well, I want to make sure that I, I want to I want to create a brand for myself where I am seen around the world as a thought leader in this space. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you want to be known as the go-to expert in XYZ. That's it. I want to do that. So, okay, what's the format of your show? Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to interview a new guest every single week. 
or sometimes they'll do, I'm going to interview a guest five days a week or seven days a week, just like you know who. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, seriously. And, and I'm like, well, why do you want to interview? Well, that's what people do in a podcast. You interview these people. And I'm like, there's tons of value in interviewing guests. It's a great way to connect with mentors and experts in your industry, people who wouldn't give you the time of day and for any other reason. But man, you tell them you have an audience and you'd like to promote them to your audience. Boom. All of a sudden, somebody that you would normally pay maybe $1,500 just to have in a one-hour conversation with, they'll now give you 45 minutes to an hour of their time for free to be a guest on your podcast. This is amazing stuff. So I'm not against doing some interviews, but... If Do you realize that if you're going to have an expert and interview an expert every single week, all you're doing with your podcast is highlighting all the other people who are experts in your industry? What? How is that going to lay, lead you to this place where you are known as the go-to expert in the industry if all you're doing is shining the spotlight on everyone else? Now, there is some... There is some credibility that, you know, there's the association, your credibility by association with some of these people. There's, there's some of that. But my recommendation for some of those people is, Hey, why don't you stand up and say, I am the expert here? Why don't you, why don't you have the confidence to boldly go out and create content where you are the host of the show and you're sharing your area of expertise, your thoughts, your message with your audience and let that let that value come directly from you and then occasionally mix in an interview every now and then. One of my problems, by the way, with an interview-based podcast, which by the way, Pauline, if yours is interviews only. It's uh, not. It, it's not. Okay. It's not. So I said, okay, good. that's good. You're, Yours is yours is an exception to every rule. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm what, mixing it up. I'm mixing so, it up. I'm glad they hear that. I'm so glad to hear that you're mixing it up because here's what I don't like about podcasts that are all interviews every single episode, especially when they're weekly and heaven forbid they be more often than weekly. But if they're weekly, that's 52 episodes a year where you have to find a guest. Pauline, I don't know 52 people that are, in, I don't know 52 people who I believe can carry the attention of my audience with such fervor and also provide enough value. I I don't know 52 people personally that I would trust with my audience. Mm. And to think that now I'm going to create a podcast that's weekly and every week I'm going to bring a new guest on and at 52 episodes a year, I got to find somebody to fill a slot. Seriously? All of a sudden, what does that do is it puts me in a position where I have to find somebody to fill a, a 30 to 45 minute or maybe even an hour conversation with me that is maybe on the quality scale, not a, on a scale of one to 10. I'm, I'm starting to bring in the fours and the fives just because I need to fill the spots. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I know um, from our conversations in the past, you really love the monologues. Um, sort of podcast those are the ones you really thrive on is that is that still the case it is still the case in fact i am not subscribed to a single interview based format podcast and i've been podcasting i've been listening to podcasts for more than 10 years i have never subscribed to a podcast that is where every episode is an interview based format now i will tell you this that in the apple podcasts app on my iphone there is the ability for you to subscribe to a podcast mm. and then go into the settings and unsubscribe from it. 
so that at the bottom of the list of all your podcasts that you're subscribed to, there's a list of podcasts that are in your app that you're not subscribed to. And what that means is that you'll never get an, a notification of every new episode that comes out from those podcasts. They're still down there. You still see that they exist. And you know what I do is I wait. And every, every now and then when all the podcasts I am subscribed to are completely up to date, I've listened to everything and there's nothing else to listen to, I'll go down and I'll look at those ones that I'm not subscribed to that are interview-based, and then I just look in their list to see who their guests are, and it's usually one out of every 15 to 25 episodes, I will actually, I will actually go in and individually download those episodes, and I will listen to those and keep them as unplayed. Or what will happen is my friends who I very much respect will say, oh my gosh, did you hear so-and-so's episode or interview on such and such podcast? And I'm like, no, I didn't. And that's, and usually it's a podcast that I am, I am quote unquote, not subscribed to, but have in my list. And I go and pull that one episode. But that's the thing. I don't listen to interview based podcasts. The reason why is here's, here's, here's my, my thoughts behind this. And some people may or may not agree with this. That doesn't matter to me. This is my thinking of why I don't listen to interview-only podcasts. Number one, if they're interview-only, that means that they are, quote-unquote, just calling it in or phoning it in every now and then. Nobody has 52 uh, amazing people that I have to hear from every year. I don't know a single person that has 52 people on their Rolodex that are just going to crush it, knock it out of the park, and after one hour of me listening to them, my life is going to be so drastically improved. Nobody has 52 friends like that. So maybe one out of 15, you'll knock it out of the park. The rest of them, they're completely useless to me. They're a waste of my time. And not to mention the fact that if I'm going to listen to somebody, I realize, this goes back to earlier in our conversation, I realize that by listening to podcasts, I'm allowing the host of that show to be the one of the single most influential people in my life. So here's who I listen to every single week. I can tell you right off the top of my head. I listen to every single episode of every podcast that my friend, Father Roderick Von Hogan from the Netherlands produces. And there are two shows that he produces every single week, which is called The Break and The Walk. And Father Roderick is a Catholic priest in the Netherlands. He is a close personal friend of mine. I am not Catholic. I have no desire to ever be Catholic. But this man is one of the most influential people in my lives. I, I listen to him on average two hours every week. And I have done so for the last 10 plus years. All right. Number two on my list would be Ray Edwards. I listen to Ray Edwards one hour every week and have done so for years. Uh, Leo Laporte, I listen to him for about four and a half to five hours per week. And his panel of guests, he will have a, a panel discussion on various different topics related to technology and Apple-related products. But I, I go there for Leo Laporte. I don't go there for any of his panelists. I go there to listen to Leo to hear what he has to say. I really enjoy his take on technology. So those are the most influential people in my life. And I have intentionally chosen that those people get that slot. Now, there are a couple other shows that I listen to as well. I didn't name, but, but you get the idea. I'm very selective. And here's what you'll find is I do prefer the solo hosted show. Mm-hmm. And in, in Leo Laporte's case, he's got the panelists, but it's still, I come there for Leo. And what it is, is I like these people's 
well, I like different aspects of these people. Some of them I like it just because they're positive attitude. You know, I just love their worldview. I, I feel encouraged and inspired. By the way, another one I will name is Dan Miller, uh, 48 Days Online Radio. Listen to his show every single week without fail. Have done so for more than 10 years. I, I listen to them for their positivity, their encouragement. I'm inspired by the content that they're creating. When it comes to Leo Laporte, I'm so, some of it's entertained. But Leo Laporte, for me, most of what I get from him uh, are two things. Number one, I get education. I am a tech geek. I like to be the latest. I like to be on the bleeding edge of what's going on in the latest cutting edge technology, social media, and all that stuff. And I get that, both Apple-related and overall tech from Leo Laporte. Another thing that I get from Leo Laporte is I'm just inspired by what he's done to create a quote unquote media empire for himself out of podcasting. Guy makes several million dollars a year just by creating podcast content. Very few people in this world can say that. He's one of them. So I listen to these guys because of their individual things that they bring to the table and I consistently want to be influenced by those various aspects. Well, when it comes to a podcast that's interview only, I'd rather, if I'm going to, if I'm tuned into your show, I'm tuned in because I believe in you as the host. I, I believe your worldview, your positivity, your example in business or success, your level of success that you've had or your area of expertise and, and the things that you, the value you can add. I'm subscribed to you, the host. That's what I'm subscribed to. And if your show is an interview podcast every single week, I'm not quite sure. I mean, you might think that this person that you've invited on is a great person, but I don't know who they are. And so I'm very cautious about who I let in to 45 minutes to an hour of my time every week. And I don't just want to give that time, effort, and attention to anyone and everyone. And especially if the only reason the person on your show this week is on your show because you couldn't find anybody else better than that person and you still needed somebody to fill in the time slot. Mm, That's interesting. That's such an interesting take on it. Like I certainly didn't think of it um, quite that way. But it is interesting how people consume content. I mean, I know I've been talking about um, how our followers or our fans consume our content. And I know for one fact, there's only one person, um, and it's not you, Cliff, sorry, but there's only one person that I will go look for his content. Like, I don't wait for it in my newsfeed, and that is Gary V. And, you know, that's such a... Um, that is massive. The fact that I don't wait for his content to come to my newsfeed, I actually go looking for it when I'm ready to consume it. And he's the only one I do that to. Um, whereas everyone else, I mean, with you, you're the first person I look for on Snapchat. You know, I want to know what's going on. And only because, you know, you are, we're going to talk about this in a minute, but you're on this journey and I'm on the same journey that you're on. And that's why you motivate me to get where I want to get to. So that's why I consume your content in Snapchat. Awesome. So, you know, it is really thinking about the end user as well. And I think that's what you're concentrating. You know, you're talking about, think about how they're consuming your content, you know, and, and I think that's really important not to um, forget about. Absolutely. There, yeah. You have to think about the way that they're consuming it and the value that you're bringing to them. And I always want to bring quality content that is entertaining, educational, encouraging, and inspirational. 
and it has to fire on at least three or four of those cylinders every single time. Mm. And 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 that's that's why sometimes I have to mix it up. You know what? Sometimes, Pauline, I'm just not quote unquote feeling it this week. And and for that reason, I'm like, you know what? I would do a better job on this topic if I invited a friend of mine to have a conversation with me about this topic. Because I know that this friend is going to bring out of me what I need to give to my audience. And and so that's why I don't like to say, hey, I'm a solo, po-, you know, my podcast is a solo podcast. My podcast is an interview podcast. No, my podcast is just my podcast. And tune in each week and I'll give you what I think is best. Or I will give you what I believe is the best that I have to offer you this week. Mm. I think that's really important. Like one of the other things that you're always talking about is um, consistency. Um, I know there's quite a lot of podcasts out there, people who do podcasts who aren't consistent. What What's your you know thoughts around being consistent? Is it okay not to be consistent, or do you really feel that you need to be on time with your um, podcast every week or every fortnight? Well, it depends on what success means to you. If success is having a loyal following uh, and devoted audience that absolutely desperately looks forward to every single episode you put out every single week within 24 hours of it being released, then consistency is key. If, If success for you is just saying, hey, I have a podcast and... You know, there's some people out there that listen to it. When I put podcast episodes out, eventually they get around to listening to it. I think that's cool that I have a couple people out there. Well, then, you know, if, if you miss a couple weeks, eh, not a big deal. You know, right. I, it, everyone has to define what success is for them. But if you want a raving, loyal fan base that desperately wants your content as soon as it's been released or like as soon as possible that they can get it, their own hands on it and have time to listen to it, then consistency is the key because nobody's going to look forward to anything you do unless they know when to look forward to it. So, and by the way, it's not important what day of the week you release your episode. I do, by the way, believe that it's best to be a weekly show. I don't like anything more than once a week. Mm-hmm. If you do, if you do episodes more than once a week, and yes, there are some people that are exceptions to this, very few. There are some out there that you can quote unquote say they're successful, but the ones that people usually point out to me, they say, Cliff, so-and-so does this every single day of the week. And look how successful that is. Yeah. Monetarily that, if that's how you decide, define success monetarily, that person is crushing it. But as far as how I define success, that person is completely not successful in my mind. Now, not financially that we're talking, that's a different level, but what I define success is I, I define success by the type of relationship I have with my audience. Do I have the audience out there where an overwhelming majority of my audience listens to my show every single week without fail and would never even consider missing a single episode? That for me is success. Because what that means for me is that I have a tremendous amount of influence in the lives of those people. Now, what is my, see, for me, success is having influence in the lives of the people who follow what I'm doing. I'm doing this because I want to have a powerful, positive impact in the lives of people who listen to my show. That's my, that's success for me, right? 
Yeah. Now, what would I have more success once a week where where a majority, let's just say 90% of the people who who ever listen to any content that I create through my podcast, 90% or more of my podcast audience is listening to every single episode and never misses an episode. That to me is success. Whereas what if I create a show five days a week and 30% of my audience never misses an episode? Now, do I have a... Do I have even greater influence in the lives of those 30 people or those 30%? Yes. But what happened to the other 70%? I have, how much influence am I having in their lives? They're not even listening once a week. And the reason why they're not even listening once a week is because they finally got to the place where they were 18, 19, 23 episodes behind and they finally decided, you know what, I just can't keep up. And they unsubscribe from my show. I have no influence in their lives. I'm losing, I'm dropping people like flies. That's not success to me. Even though the 30% that I do have success with are paying me big, 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 big bucks, I'm losing out on an opportunity to have a life-changing experience in the lives of so many people. And so that, that for me, I think, you, and by the way, when my feeling about, creating more than one episode a week, I feel like you're just overfeeding your audience. Hmm. You, you're, you're giving them too much content. You, one person you just mentioned, Gary Vaynerchuk. I love Gary Vaynerchuk. I can't consume his content all, every single day. Now, you do, it sounds like. And I think that's awesome. And you're one of the 30% who never misses anything he ever does. Hmm. And he's, by the way, he's not the person I was just referring to. And But you, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk has the most incredible amount of influence in your life. Mm, that's right. he, has, he has almost no influence in my life. <laughs> and the reason why, and by the way, when, when he started up Ask Gary V, I, I saw that it was The Daily Show, and I'm like, okay, ain't nobody got time for that. I'm sweet brown, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> ain't nobody got, I, hopefully people recognize what I'm talking about. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. And so finally I'm like, okay, everybody's talking about Gary V. He's, he's, you know, he's back on the scene again. He, let, let's go check this out. So I go and I watch his YouTube channel and you know what I did? I, I, I started where he was and I, I listened to a couple of them. I, I, he was right when he started the Daily V. You know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is cool. And so I, I consumed like the first 12 episodes of Daily V, you know, within days of them being released. And, and I was trying to stay up to date. And finally, I just, you know what? I, I would say in the course of 30 days, I probably consumed about 35 or 40 hours worth of Gary V content in one month. And, and then I burned out. I mean, literally toasted. I can't. Mm. I, I, his emails every single day in my email inbox. I even told YouTube to send me an email notification every time he uploads something to YouTube. I finally had to go into YouTube and say, stop sending me the goofy emails. I don't ever want to see Gary in my inbox again. I love Gary. Yeah. I love Gary, but he overfed me. Well, actually, let, when, let's just talk about that for a minute. I don't consume all his stuff because I can't. Okay. So, you know, you, you've just got nail on the head there, head on the nail, nail on the head, because I can't consume all his content because I am incredibly busy. But when I need that um, inspiration or I just need, it's almost like a drug. If I just need that little bit of a, a push, um, I will go consume Gary's content because he's just so 
vivacious and just so yeah. scary that um, it pushes me to the next level. Okay, I can do this. I can move forward. So I don't consume everything because I can't. He did. He does put out a lot of content across all his um, platforms. But um, yeah, so and I even, probably even in, even in just one of his platforms, if you just chose, okay, I'm I'm only going to focus on Gary V in XYZ platform. Let's just say it's YouTube. Yeah, you you, you just can't. Most people, seventy percent of the people, can't keep up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. Yeah, exactly. And, but, and I don't think. And, and here's what I can say. I, I I don't I don't know Gary well enough to know this, but I I can almost assure you that he has no intent on everybody consuming every single episode of his content. That's not what he wants. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. he has different messages for different people, and that's, yeah, I think that's great. I mean, so but for me, that that's that's what I'm thinking. Now, going back to consistency, you know, believe it or not, I didn't forget that you asked the question. <laughs> Uh, so consistency, what I think is once a week, every week, no more, no less. That's my opinion. If you really want to build that loyal fan base that never misses anything that you do day of the week, doesn't matter. What does matter is that you pick a day of the week that you release your content. For me, it's Friday. Matter of fact, and I think it's important so that people know what time of day that it comes out. So what I told my audience at the end of last year, I said, listen, guys, in 2015, I was focused on me on purpose. And, and w- that was all about the fact that I was putting my health and fitness first for the first time in over eight years. I'm, I said, guys, I've put you and my business before my health and fitness for the past eight and a half years. It's destroying my physical health. This year, 2015, I am putting my business on the back burner and I am putting all the, all the energy focus and attention, all the things that I put into my business as my number one priority, that's all shifting to my health. And the business is actually going to go on the other end of this thing. I'm, I'm basically going to do only what's necessary to keep what I've got going moving forward. That's it. I'm not doing doing anything new. And what happened was in 2015, I, at the end of the year, I realized I missed a total of eight episodes that year. And that was that. And not only that, some of the episodes were like, you know, normally I was releasing on Thursdays, but sometimes it's like I didn't get it on Thursday. So I pushed it out until Friday. It's like, okay, I didn't get it out Friday. So Saturday. And so uh, next thing I know, it's out on Tuesday. But now it's just two days later. It's like, well, well, it's out on Tuesday. I'll just wait until the next Thursday to put the next one out. And, And so my release schedule was all over the place. And Pauline, what I can tell you, my podcast subscription numbers, the number of downloads per episode steadily decreased the less consistent I got with my content. And so at the end of last year, I said, guys, here's what I've noticed. And this is why that all happened. But here's my commitment to you. I've, I I feel like I'm ready to go in 2016. I've drastically changed my lifestyle. I believe I can handle the business plus the commitment that I've made this crazy commitment. I'm working out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. And I can do that and do my business and put you guys, put this thing back on the top of priority. Here's what I'm going to tell you. 2016, every Friday morning at 5 a.m. without fail for the next 52 weeks, you will have an episode from me. And what I can tell you, Pauline, is that so far this year, about 80% of the time, I'm publishing that episode somewhere between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. in the morning on Friday. Oh, I know. I've, I've seen your Snapchats where you're, you know, getting it ready and it's like the middle of the night and you're like, now it's time to do my, um, you know, episode, get it out on time. And I'm just blown away with your commitment yeah. to make sure it, it you gets know, that- out. 
And that's after like a 12, 14 hour day sometimes. I, at the end of a 12 or 14 hour day, now it's time to sit down and put this podcast episode out. And the next, I, I said, guys, I promised you, you'd have this by 5 a.m. And there have been times where it's 4.55 a.m. that I am actually physically clicking the publish button. And then I go to bed. Because, mm-hmm. Why do I do that? Because consistency is that critical for success and having the type of audience that I talked about earlier. Yeah, I think that's important. Actually, that's a good little swing into what I want to talk about now is um, how you are an influencer. So just for me, you know, I have known you for quite a few years and I know in the last year our friendship has bloomed, which is awesome. But, um, you know, I was always a fan and I consumed all your content, but it wasn't until you went on your health and fitness journey that I became a crazy stalkerish fan. Um, because what you were putting out, the content that you started to put out really spoke to me on my journey. You know, I've always put my business first. Um, health always came second. Everyone else came first. And so we were on the same journey. And that I find that so powerful how someone like yourself can really influence someone to take action. And you were pivotal. I mean, this is not about social media strategy, but how um, a loyal fan like myself has changed my life because of you. Well, I, and I assume that you're talking about the, the fit. Well, you mentioned it, the health and fitness journey. Absolutely. Yes, your health and fitness journey. I mean, it's an amazing uh, journey. I mean, I know... Uh, you know, this is not the podcast to talk about it, but I really want to touch on it, how you've changed your life and how you're moving into this new phase in your business and your life as well. And social media is a really big part of that. Well, I think it actually does fit in this podcast. I, I, I don't think it's that much of a stretch at all because it all comes, it all comes to, it all comes to this idea of who am I? We, we can tie it in with the imposter syndrome. Okay. Oh, yes. Let's talk so about the, that. Yeah, so the imposter syndrome, when it comes to social media, so many of us who are listening to this podcast, you're you're thinking, you know, I want to create a brand for myself. I want to create a social media outlet and channel. I want to use podcast, blogging, YouTube, whatever the case may be, so that I can be the go-to expert in my industry. I want to be an influencer in my industry. And, And you get all excited about it, but then all of a sudden it comes time to create content and you're thinking, who am I? to say that I'm an expert? Who wants to listen to me? What do I have to offer? There are so many people out there who know so much more than I do. They have so much more experience to draw from than I have. Have you ever felt those things, Pauline? Oh, my gosh. Very regularly. I mean, you know, I'm sitting on 60,000 on my email list, and I still think, what is wrong with these people? Why are they following me? Why do they consume my content all the time? So I don't think it's something that goes away. I think it's something that you live with, but you just accept and you're just like, you know what? That's not true. So yeah. And so, so here's the, here's the story of, of, of behind the scene. And I think you probably know most of this, Pauline, yeah. uh, but, but I'll share it with your audience. When I, back in November of 2014, I created a podcast episode where I told the world that I was radically going to change my life. I said, I'm about ready to share with you a commitment that I'm about ready to make. And some of you are going to laugh and, and you're going to think, who, who is this guy? Seriously, I'll, I'll watch you because everybody loves to watch a train wreck. 
that's how well, that's the kind of things people are you know thinking, what right? i saw but, that post oh let me just say i saw that post when you did the post on facebook and said this is what i'm going to do this is what i i'm going to change my life and i did i sat back and thought oh yeah we'll see how long this lasts for yep. you know honestly honest to god that's what i thought and you just blew me i showed away. them yeah that's i showed right. them that's right. So, so what I did is I said, podcast episode was titled, The Day I Decided to Start Living. That was the title of the podcast episode. By the way, if anybody's interested, you can find it at gspn.tv slash start here. And that stands for Generally Speaking Production Network TV. So gspn.tv slash start here. It will take you to this podcast episode. And in that podcast episode, as I, w- I was sitting behind my microphone I am 268 pounds, all right? I am this very heavy, fat, obese guy who is on the verge of a major diabetes crap storm of all kinds of things that are going to go wrong with me. I mean, I'm, I'm experiencing the onset of so many different serious symptoms physically that it's just not funny. That's, that's the guy, November 14th, 2014 sitting behind a microphone and I tell the world I'm changing my life and this is what I'm going to do and I told them I'm going to work out six days a week every week for the rest of my life and this is why I'm doing it this is what's going to happen and nothing this is who I am this is what I'm doing and I had people laugh at me they joked and everything and this is I I started to share my journey and a couple weeks into the journey I came to my podcast and I said, guys, I am so into this. I am so, I've never been more excited about anything in my life. All the things I've ever done in podcasting, all the fame and success that I've achieved in the world of podcasting means nothing to me compared to the kind of feedback where people are saying that they've been inspired by me. I said, wouldn't it be interesting if 10 years down the road, people didn't know me so much as the podcast answer man, but what if they knew me as the fitness answer man? And I wasn't actually proclaiming that one day I wanted to change my brand to the fitness answer man. That's, I just simply said that. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be cool if people knew me less for podcast answer man, but people kind of knew me because I was the fitness answer man. That just threw that out there in casual conversation. And Pauline, this is the feedback I got. I got this from a guy named Durian Ryder. He left it on co- uh, as a comment on my podcast. And he says, hey, Cliff, you said you want to be known for the health and fitness answer, man. One, I've been listening and following your journal and, and your journey. And one thing is clear. You are not a health and fitness expert, not even close. Yes, you do indeed offer a few good business hacks and business strategies. You do have game in the new media space. But you are far from having game in the health and fitness space. He says, I'm glad you're quoting the book, Essentialism. Do the math. Let's say you release 50 podcast episodes of Pursuing a Balanced Life in 2015. That's 45 to 50 hours. The book, Essentialism, promotes just-in-time learning. That means investing 40 to 50 hours listening to you attempting to figure out your health and fitness. That's not a productive or valuable use of time. You're pawning yourself off as legit in health and fitness when you are not. Yes, I'm calling you out for one main reason. Currently, your show and your journey does not have any real success track or track record in health and fitness. Why? Because you don't have any quantifiable or tangible results or track record from 2014. The book Essentialism creatively teaches us how to cut out the unnecessary. You are an A-lister in podcasting that does not automatically give you A-list credibility in health and fitness space. 
That was his feedback to me. Whoa. He's like, you, you think that, you know, our negative self-talk is bad, right? <laughs> but all of a sudden, when you get this guy who says, you ain't got nothing, Cliff. Who do you think you are? And I can tell you right now, that did not phase me. Because I had already determined to change my identity. I was no longer, I, I was still stuck in the body of an obese guy when I said, wouldn't it be great when, if one day people knew me as the fitness and health answer man? I was, I was stuck in the body of my old identity, but my mind was already clothed in my new identity of who I am. And I can tell you my new identity, I am an endurance athlete and a bodybuilder. That is who I am. You ask anybody who Cliff Ravenscraft is. He is an endurance athlete and a bodybuilder. And today, I finally have results that I can actually show you that, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's that. That's impressive. I mean, I've been watching your journey for so long and... You know, and then when you came to New Zealand, from the time I saw you in San Diego and then, you know, the three years later, two years later, and saw you in New Zealand, massive change. And, you know, what's really cool about following you and listening to you on a regular basis is you inspire so many. So not only do you inspire people with your podcast shows, but you're inspiring people to get healthier and to get fitter and to change their lives. And I think that's just so powerful and impressive. I mean, for instance, if we talk about me and my um, day-to-day life, you know, you are the reason I go to the gym when I go to the gym. Because I check into Snapchat, I see that you've worked out, and I'm like, okay, it's time for me to go now. <laughs> I, I I can save you a little trouble if you ever if you ever just checking Snapchat to ask the, to answer the question, did Cliff work out today? The answer to the question is if it's one of the six days out of the week. Uh, yep, I <laughs> the know. answer is yes. You impress me, Cliff. Seriously, I see on your Snapchat sometimes the days that are really, really busy. I mean, you're incredibly busy, and you do your your story, and it's like eleven o'clock at night, and you know, by crikey, you're at the gym. Here's the deal. I, I started my day at six a.m. this morning. Uh, it's currently 9.45 p.m. I'm getting ready to leave for Dallas, Texas for a four-day trip um, with my wife to a Tony Robbins event. And so it's it's 9.45. I've been working pretty much nonstop. I, I took an hour and a half off for lunch and went to the store this afternoon with my wife and hung out with her for a bit. But other than that, I started at 6 o'clock this morning. It's 9.46 p.m. We're going to probably finish up here around 10 o'clock, maybe around 10.30. I'm leaving the house. I'm driving the gym. And tonight I'm going to put two hours of cardio and strength training in at the gym. I'll probably get home around 1 o'clock this morning. Wow, that's <laughs> and and you know I don't share all of that to to impress anyone. Mm. What there the, and how this all I, I promise you this all ties back to your social media and it goes back to that imposter syndrome. By the way, for those of you who don't know what imposter syndrome is, you know it's that question: who who am I? You know I feel like such an imposter to say I'm an, an expert. You know who was Cliff Ravenscraft, the the big huge heavy set guy 
that, that, that hadn't got off his couch in the last eight and a half years to do anything. You know, th- he works from home and his, his biggest commute is like two flights of steps that he makes three or four times a day only to go upstairs and go to bed and eat more food. That's, that's the guy. Who's this guy to say that he's going to be an expert in health and fitness and inspire anybody? That's crazy. That's ludicrous. You know what? It's anybody who decides that that's what they want to do and that they're willing to be consistent in their approach in doing it. And so the question is, is are you willing to be an expert? Are you willing to put your, are you willing to make a commitment and say, this is who I am. This is the identity that I'm taking on. This is what I want. This is, this isn't just what I want. This is what I must be. This is what my calling in life is. This is something I am committed to. And then actively pursuing it day in, day out, every day, consistently without fail because, not because you should, not because you want to, because you have determined that this is who you are. That is so true. So true. When that realization came to you, did your life change? When that it did. clicked, and you it didn't, did, yeah. When you changed it, from that old mindset, it, it was. And here's what I can tell you, Pauline. I, I don't know how long you've been following me, but the, the funny thing is, is that in episode I think it was 425 when I said the day that I finally decided to start living. I even told my audience, I said, "Listen, I realize it's going to take a while to prove to a lot of you that anything's different this time around, because this is like, by the way." That was episode 425 of that particular podcast. So guess what the previous 420-odd podcast episodes were? It was called Pursuing a Balanced Life, right? Because why? Because I was always trying to pursue some balance, and I sucked at my pursuit. But (laughs) here's what I can tell you. For out of the past eight years, eight and a half years prior to that episode... It was an ongoing journey of false start after false start of trying to, it was the, I should work out more. I want to work out more. I'm going to work out more. And there was a time when I did it for a year and a half. There was a time when I did it for six months. There was a time when I did it for 30 days and I I just kept falling back off over and over and over again. But on November 14th, 2014, my life changed that day. It was night and day different, and it had everything to do with what my new identity was. Wow. And, I mean, you've just proved it, you know, in the last two years with the changes that you've made. Massive. Do you think that your influence has changed, the, pe- the different types of fans that are coming into your um, who are attracted to you has changed from what it was the last few years? I think that what I realize is that the kind of influence that I have today that I most enjoy having, I've always had that type of influence in the people who followed me. So what I can tell you is that I always had this feeling that people, the value people found in me was the information and wisdom from the experience that I have as a podcaster. So I thought everybody that came to me that listened to my podcast, uh, my, my main podcast, which was at the time called the Podcast Answer Man Show. Today it's called the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. But I thought people came and tuned in because of my area of expertise and the things I knew about social media, about business, and about um, how to technically handle a podcast, build a community, all of those things. I I thought that that's what the real value was. 
But what I have discovered is that that isn't what people had seen in me. You know, yeah, that, that's what initially drew them. And that's the key word, what initially drew them. But what happened was I found out that people were inspired by this. In fact, you, you know Michael Hyatt, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to play a clip for you. This should come through, no problem at all. Okay. Well, I've told you before, this is why I listen to your podcast. You know, it's not, it's not because I need more technical information on podcasting. Right now, I mean, the way I'm doing podcasting doesn't really require anything of me technically. I just listen to you because I like the way that you think about life how you approach the problems you're trying to solve and just your voice. So I, I, you could be talking about anything and I'd be interested. That's Michael Hyatt talking about me and my podcast. Wow. And if you think about that, Michael Hyatt, his brand for the long, longest time was intentional leadership. And if you ever read or listen to anything that Michael, he's all about everything is intentional. He, nothing is just by accident. He doesn't just randomly do things. He's intentional about how he spends every portion of his life. He's a good steward of everything he has, including his time. This man listens to me for an hour every week without fail and hasn't missed an episode in years. I am one of the most influential people in the lives of Michael Hyatt. That's freaking crazy. <laughs> All right. And, and what I realize is Michael's not alone here. You know, Michael's exactly right. Michael doesn't need my technical knowledge. What Michael is always, you know, I've only recently started to discover that I have so much more to offer to people than the technical things that I know, that it is my positive energy, the positive attitude that I have, the way that I'm willing to always improve who I am, and the way that I'm not afraid to just lay it on the line and tell you how I really feel, the way that I'm able to share my my not just all of my successes, you know, we've talked a lot about my successes here today, but in my podcast, you listen, there are times when I talk about the, my, my great failures and the biggest mistakes that I've made. Sometimes a podcast episode is the mistake that I made. And I come back three weeks later and guys, and I say, guys, I have to apologize for that episode. What a, I was so arrogant and I, I didn't even realize it when I was doing it. I was just so passionate and on fire and, and I still believe I was right, but I was wrong in how I shared that I was right and or at least that I thought I was right and I still think I'm right but I was wrong in how I shared it and you know I just that that's what people what I found is that the people who are influenced by me today are still influenced in the same way uh and and the funny thing is is even today the reality is is I believe that today I have way more to offer to people as far as entertainment education encouragement inspiration beyond the realm of podcasting. I, I know you know that. But here's the funny thing. The only people who know that are the people who initially come to me because, well, he's the podcast answer man. That's the guy everybody says I need to go to to talk to about podcasting. And so everybody still comes in initially for the podcasting stuff because before the podcasting stuff, before that's their open door that they walk into my community, uh, most people are like, who is Cliff Ravenscraft and why would I care? So what? The guy works out. Gosh, I'm, who wants to see his sweaty selfies every day on social media? Uh, who is this guy? And, and so it doesn't really make that much sense to a lot of new people. So it's, it's usually what I find. The people who are just now discovering who I am, they're actually still discovering who I am as a result of my brand and the, and the recognition and the, 
that, that I have around the world about as being the podcast answer man. And I kind of saw that as a detriment at the early part of this year. And I thought, do I need to, do I need to one day initially kind of shed the skin of that old identity and create a brand new identity for myself? And I, I've been going through this year of identity that I've deemed for 2016. And that's the theme of my year this year is the year of identity. And what I've discovered through this journey is that, you know what? I can probably see a reality where I'm known as the podcast answer man for the next 10, 20 years, maybe for the rest of my life. And I can be okay with that because podcast answer man is that op- it, it, it is the opening of a door that most people will walk through to discover that part of my life first. They'll, they'll say, Oh wow. Yeah. Cliff can, Cliff was the guy that can help me launch a podcast, but it's my hope and it's my belief that once once they walk through the door, uh, they may think, well, I'll just listen to Cliff until I get my podcast up and running. I won't need him anymore. But what I found is that most people decided, oh, my gosh, this is way more than podcasting. And I am so glad I found him. And they stick around for years to come. Wow. I mean, that is totally true as well. I mean, um, you know, it's 2016 and I'm just launching my podcast and I've listened to you for many years. And... Um, that's, I mean, you just basically, I'm your perfect fan. You're, po- you know, I'm, everything you're talking about is actually who I am. Yeah. And, and the, the, I'm so blessed to have you out there and, and, and I'm incredibly honored and blessed to have the, uh, just every single Pauline Stockhausen that's out there. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I am so grateful for each and every person out there. You know what? That's what it's all about, Cliff. I mean, you are just you. You're just being you, and you are inspiring and motivating. And, you know, we go through those stories with you, and, you know, it's not all perfect, and there are mistakes. And I think that is what makes you a lot more interesting than a lot of other people because you just put it out there. You know, you struggle as well as any of us and you don't put on this facade that everything's great all the time and you try things, maybe they don't work and we go through that journey with you. So I think that's really important to letting our audience know that there's no right or wrong way as long as you are passionate about it and you're doing what you love, um, you can make really not too many mistakes. Yeah, I, 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 matter of fact, I no longer fear making mistakes. In fact, when I make a mistake, I am very quick to publicly announce that mistake to people because it endears, it's like what you said, it endears people to me. There, there are people out there who were more, they're, they are faced every single day with a myriad of professional experts in the health and fitness space. And there's no shortage of health and fitness podcasts out there where the podcast art artwork shows the host of the show with their six pack of abs, like blaring in the face. You, you know, which ones I'm talking about, right? Yep. Yep. They're out there. And, and here, you know, and, and how many of those podcasts are the average Joe out there listening to? How many of those people go through the health and fitness podcast and say, I want to listen to this guy who's never struggled with overeating. I want to listen to this guy who has, you know, I want to listen to this guy who's gone to the gym every day of the week, you know, three to five times a week, every week for the last 20 years of his life. That's who I want to listen to. No, they don't want to listen to that. But you know what? They, they've, they knew 
that they need to move more. They knew that they need to change the way that they eat. They know that they, they need to be more active. They know that they're, they're gaining more and more weight. They know that they're leading themselves down a path that's going to put them in a wheelchair when they're in their seventies and eighties, that they're going to be the type of person that's going to fall and break their hip and they'll never walk again. You know, they'll probably live to a hundred and, you know, be sipping out of a sippy straw for the rest of their lives. You know, they, they know that that's where they're going, but they do nothing about it. But all of us, and, and it's not because there's nobody out there to inspire them. There's all the skinny people out there that have always been skinny, right? Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, you take a big fat guy from northern Kentucky who's been building a successful business for the last couple of years, but he's let himself go to the place where he's almost ready to have every diabetic known illness and ailment <laughs> to known demand to come on to him. And he makes a decision to change his life. And all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, right, we've heard this one before. But all of a sudden, they see that he's doing it, and he's staying with it, and he's consistent. And all of a sudden, it's like, there was, by the way, this is no doubt, this is no lie. Over and over again, Cliff, I'm getting tired of your your Facebook feed. Can you stop putting your your sweaty selfies? I had to unfollow you. And I'm like, dude, unfollow me. That's cool. But I have to do this for me. This is for me. It's not for you. I'm being selfish. I'm taking care of me first. And one of the reasons, there are several reasons why I'm putting sweaty selfies after every workout. Number one, I told people I'm working out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. I'm documenting proof that I'm doing it. Number Mm -hmm. two, every time I put it on there, out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are following me on social media, I always get three or four or six or 10 or 15 comments that say, good job. And you know what? I'm a words of affirmation guy. I'm okay with that. Every time somebody gives me a verbal affirmation, I feel good about myself. And you know what? I do it because I like to feel good after working out. Somebody saying, Cliff, good job. Well done. And so that's another reason why I put it out there. And number three, the third reason I put it out there is because I hope that maybe somebody else will be inspired and say, gosh, if Cliff Ravenscraft, who got up at six o'clock in the morning and got off of a podcast interview at 10 15 in the evening, then went upstairs and got changed and spent 45 minutes getting ready to go to the gym and then went to the gym for two hours and got home and went to bed at midnight when he has to get up the next morning at 8 a.m. If he can do it, so can I. And that's why I do it. And you know what? Those people said, you know what? I unfollowed you. And then all of a sudden they continue to go down the path and they come back months later and they say, Cliff, guess what? Now... All of a sudden, I see all of your social media posts, and the ones I look forward to the most are your post-workout sweaties because they're the things that motivate me to finally get into the gym. Almost every single person who's ever unfollowed me because of my post-workout sweaty selfies mm. now looks forward to them. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, that, and, that's certainly... And, and, they're in, and they're inspired by me rather than the skinny Joe six-pack abs on on the artwork in the health and fitness category. That's right. That's right. Hey, oh. we're still recording. I ask all my guests, the ones that have come on, what is your favorite social media platform and why? Right now, my favorite social media platform, hands down, is Snapchat. It is the most incredible deep, real, authentic, genuine connection with other human beings that you can possibly get anywhere right now. Years ago, 2007, it was Twitter. It was, the Twitter asked the question, what are you doing? And we were able to, in 140 characters, for the first time, 
we were able to update entirely large groups of people that we were having lunch at Chipotle or <laughs> I don't know if Chipotle was around in 2007, but we, you know, we're, we're watching this thing on television. We're doing this, you know, it, it, all of a sudden we started to get glimpses into people's lives. Well, Twitter has changed a lot since then. And I don't even think Twitter is a social network. I believe Twitter by their own definition changed it to say we are an information network, or they might even be now calling themselves a news network. Who cares? I don't even care about Twitter anymore. Snapchat is my favorite because all of a sudden now I don't get, you know, people complain about Snapchat. You know, the number one complaint, I hate that it's only 10 seconds. Number one, I love that it's only 10 seconds. You make it more than 10 seconds and then all of a sudden you lose my attention and I'm gone. Mm -hmm. All right. Number two, they complain that I can't upload videos from my camera roll. I don't want your you know, Adobe Premiere and your uh, iMovie edited professionally movies with all your super effects. I don't need to see those. Put those on YouTube. I want to see authentic behind the scenes stuff. They people like say, I can't upload my photos. I don't want to see your perfect, beautiful, you know, photoshopped, lightroomed, crisp <laughs> and clear, you know, every effect and filter on the world. Yeah, put that on Instagram. That, there's other places. On Snapchat, I want to see your funky, craziest, most ridiculous looking photos that just show real life behind the scenes. And so that's what I love about Snapchat. Snapchat gives us a behind the scenes look in the lives of people who are willing to share it. Oh, that's brilliant. And where can people find you if they're on Snapchat and they want to follow you, Cliff? Where, they, where can they find you? I am at Cliff EOTC. That stands for Cliff Encouraging Others Through Content. Cliff EOTC on the Snapchat. Oh, that's brilliant. And also, you have your A to Z podcasting. Absolutely. All the details about it at podcastinga2z.com. But if you've ever wanted to launch a podcast, I don't do one-on-one coaching in that area anymore, except through this four-week program. So this is an online course where you get access to all the tutorials that walk you through every step in the process, literally step-by-step. But unlike many online courses out there, actually, unlike pretty much every other online course out there, you literally have me as your personal coach walking you through every step in the process, hand-in-hand. I am literally nonstop for four weeks. You have direct access to me. That's Podcasting A to Z over at PodcastingAtoZ.com. Oh, thank you, Cliff. Anyone out there who is looking into podcasting, the A to Z course has come highly recommended. I know so many of my friends who have gone through Cliff and they have amazing podcasts. So if you're looking at doing podcasts, go see Cliff. And Cliff, once again, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. I am so honored to have you with me. Awesome, Pauline. It has been a true honor and joy. And I have one question for you. Have you been to the gym today? No, I go and at 7.30 to 9. Awesome. Cool. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your you. time in the gym. And I'm heading there myself. So have a great night. And thank you for this opportunity to be out there and, and to have this exposure to your audience. It really means a lot to me. Oh, thank you, Cliff. The Social Media Strategy Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcast.com.